Welcome to Ask the Appliance Experts, a new podcast from AJ Madison Pro that tackles the ins and outs of appliances, making an often confusing and really technical topic approachable and, dare we say, even fun. I'm Amy Chernoff, VP of Marketing here at AJ Madison. And I'm Jessica Petrino Ball, Editorial Director at AJ Madison. We are the brand's in-house experts, and we're on tap to interview installers, builders, renovation pros, and other leaders in the field on all things appliances. And you know what we're talking about today? What are we talking about today, Amy? Airbnb rentals. What does this have to do with appliances? I'm sure you're asking yourself. But I just, I had the thought a couple of weeks ago with all of these homeowners and investors buying places, rehabbing them for Airbnb or VRBO usage, vacation rental property business is is definitely booming, been booming obviously even before the pandemic, during the pandemic and even post pandemic. And I was just wondering if appliances, the kitchen, luxuries that are available in the Airbnb also improve the rate with which the owner can charge and whether or not it increases the frequency of rental. It's really interesting that you ask that question, Amy, because frequently when interfacing with homeowners and investors, I've had this conversation a couple of times when they come in and they're looking to purchase appliances and finishes for a space that's going to be for rental use. It's kind of a fun conversation. We want to make sure that the products that they're purchasing are high quality, but we're also thinking about the return on the investment. We want the appliances to be easy to use. We want them to be attractive inside of the space. And we want to be able to offer something that's a little bit fun or trendy without being too cumbersome or difficult to use. I think appliance packages here at AJ Madison pay a huge role in helping investors figure out to put into the spaces. You know, we can even think outside the scope. I feel like looking at vacation rental websites, you know, we're looking to deliver experiences. And how do you think appliances play a role into that? Yeah, I mean, it's like how much bling is worth the buck, so to speak, right? Because there's so many different options for appliances, but you don't want to be making service calls all the time for something that maybe requires a little bit more instruction before you use it, right? And if you're short-term rental, you're having new folks come in all the time using the appliances. Whether or not you're renting your space, you might want to create a guest suite in your main house, or you may have know, an in-law apartment or just an extra space so that when you have guests come over, and I think making that more comfortable, some of the ideas and trends may apply. You know, this is such an interesting topic. I wonder if there are a lot of trends around this. I'd love to learn more, which leads me to our guest today. My name is Katie Olson. I'm Director of Special Editorial Projects at Lux Magazine. Welcome, Katie. Thanks for having me. This is such a great topic. I'm a, a newly minted landlord. And so it's something I've been thinking about a little bit, not with an Airbnb, but just as you're know, renting out my New York City studio to a new tenant. Uh, and then doing a little research around this call, I was a little surprised to find out that Airbnb actually reported its record profits during the second quarter of this year. So it's not just us who's thinking about this. It's 
as we come out of the post-COVID era, you know, a lot of people have increased domestic travel. And I grew up in a resort town, uh, Rockport, Massachusetts, very coastal, very beautiful. But there is a shortage of places to stay in the high season. I'm curious to learn from you, Katie, you know, what kind of styles are you seeing? Definitely. I think the, the perennial style is really Scandi, Scandinavian style, super simple, super minimal. There's one study, I think it was promoted at least by AirDNA, which is basically an organization that studies Airbnb and other short-term rental companies. And they referenced this study that said that properties with Scandi style average 59% in terms of an increase in value. That was from a couple of years ago. So I'm not going to hold them to that, but that's definitely something that we're seeing. I've noticed in general that the kinds of photos that tend to perform really well on Instagram of interiors photos, for example, tend to be white and fairly minimalist. And you can kind of extrapolate that um, when it comes to Airbnb and, and posting photos for your rental. So I think definitely Scandi, also impersonal style. I'm not sure if you, either of you guys have ever booked an Airbnb or, or a VRBO property, but I've done a lot of them and I can tell you I've never booked anything that has any kind of personality that has to do with the owner. There's no photos of the owner in the photos that they list. Everything seems very much like hotel level quality and impersonal, which is interesting because there's an abundance of the opposite of that on Airbnb. It's just that they don't tend to perform as well. I love a good hotel stay, but now that we have a growing family, I have a little kid. The idea of having a full-size kitchen and access to real appliances, a refrigerator, a stove to cook meals is almost a must-have. You're actually not alone either because the average number of rooms booked for these properties has actually grown consistently. So it jumped in 2020. You can imagine why. People were trying to avoid congregating in hotel lobbies and they actually wanted more space even among their own families. It also kind of highlighted something that I would imagine we'd been seeing even before that, which was uh, the prominence of the chef's kitchen. So if you are going away for Thanksgiving or Christmas or another one of the holidays, you need this big chef's kitchen in order to cook for all the friends and family who are going to be stopping by. You also need a lot of space. So that kind of space is not often provided by hotels. And certainly some of those hotels that do offer kitchens are not offering the kind of high-level chef's kitchen quality that a lot of Airbnb users are really seeking out. It sounds like all the data is pointing to the kitchen is still reigns supreme, whether you're buying a home or modeling your home and living in it yourself, or you're thinking about renting one from a vacation rental spot. It seems like the kitchen is still one of the most important elements. Yeah, I think we've also seen over the last few years that kitchen is really about design. So even for people who don't have cooking ability. They want to have that kitchen as the hub of the home. So even if they're hiring a chef to come in, as I know a lot of people do, if you're going away, say you're going to the Caribbean and you're renting a big villa and you're there for, you know, a 40th birthday weekend and you hire a chef to come in, even if you're not actually using the functions of that kitchen, you're hiring it out to somebody else. People still want that. It's still a status symbol in some ways, uh, useful. They're not, you're doing the cooking yourself. And it's also, it's a gathering place. We're seeing that more and more. And COVID just kind of, kind of cemented that, I think. Do you have a list of your must-haves for short-term rental and then, you know, a long-term rental property? I, th I think with, when it comes to any rental that you're doing, context has to be considered. So I actually interviewed the author of a book a couple of weeks ago on Bunny Mellon, who was preeminent American decorator. And she died 
a little under 10 years ago. She was not known for her kitchens. However, she was known for context. And that's really what we're talking about here. So first you need to understand, am I, like in my case, I'm renting out a studio apartment. So my tenants are not expecting a chef's kitchen. So I'm not going to invest in the same way somebody who has an Airbnb Plus designation. If you're familiar with Airbnb Plus, it's sort of the, the nicer, more designed properties. So first, it's really understanding the way Bunny did. Bunny had a number of properties of her own. Wherever you went, whether it was New York or D.C. or somewhere in the Caribbean, the house actually reflected the natural environment. So when you're building out your kitchen for a rental, if it is a studio apartment, you probably are, like me, buying things that are a little bit smaller, which actually can increase your costs. Because you both probably know a narrow dishwasher like the one I have is actually pricier than a larger one because it was a very specific size. You're hoping to kind of launch yourself into that like Airbnb Lux category or Airbnb Plus. That's really where you want to make sure you have all the bells and whistles. In terms of furniture that you need to have, it, it depends on whether this is a family-friendly rental or not. You know, for example, if, if you're open to kids staying there, you want to have a kitchen helper, which is you know, a piece of furniture that lets the kid crawl up. You want to make sure things are bolted down. A kitchen island is super important and seating. So not just bar stools, like the Ikea bar stools, not super comfortable. If you want people to actually congregate there and enjoy their time there, you probably want to invest in seating that's a little more cushy and probably covered in performance fabric. In terms of context, to your point, I think it's really important to think about the types of activities that are going to be happening in that space. I love the idea of speed ovens inside of rental properties. So a speed oven is an appliance that can operate as an oven and as a microwave. So it can afford that extra oven cooking capacity when you need it. I would definitely suggest that as an auxiliary oven in addition to a stove or wall oven to deliver that extra space. And especially for people who are using the property for visiting chef or making their Thanksgiving dinner. I love induction technology for rental properties for safety, it's cleanability. Like my induction stove at home looks the same as it did three years ago because it just wipes so clean. And then, you know, thinking about refrigeration and storage capabilities and having a decent amount of capacity, I think a really fun appliance to incorporate inside of a rental property might be the, the LG refrigerator with the craft cocktail ice. You know, that cute experience that might be different than home, but it's not like a whole different learning curve. It's a normal refrigerator, but happens to make really unique ice cubes. A list of must-haves, I guess I would put at the top of the list, appliances that are very intuitive and easy to understand. Like this is an area where smart appliances would be helpful for the owner to monitor. You need a good mix of easy to use, durable, reliable, a few bells and whistles. With a smart appliance, right? Like even if you don't use the smart stuff, you can use it as a normal appliance. So let's say the washer dryer in the unit has intelligent capabilities. That's great for the owner to keep track. Like if there's a leakage issue or whatever, the, the person maintaining the property will know that. But I don't see a renter in an Airbnb connecting their phone to download a cycle for the washing machine. As the owner, too, you want to limit generally, whether you're managing it yourself or you're the property manager, you generally want to limit your interactions with your guests because that tends to make life easier for you and for them. So usually when I've traveled to one of these short-term rentals, I get a manual. If I have any questions, they put me in touch with the property manager or the owner. 
but I tend to want to enjoy my vacation without too much outside influence from anybody. I actually think the smart home technology that works really well in rentals is some of the smart safety stuff. One of my biggest anxieties in booking an Airbnb is how do I get into it? Like, how do I mm-hmm. check in? And if someone can give me a code, that is like, phew. We are so much easier. Past the first hurdle. We are into the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? If you're having large family gatherings, you have to have a large property that could accommodate large groups. But I would say a standalone ice maker would be a great item to have if you're hosting, if you have a luxury rental and you're hosting a lot of large groups, that might be Mm -hmm. something nice to have. An ice maker would be amazing. And so would two dishwashers. There's a lot of instances in which I might recommend this, but getting two dishwashers actually might be a more reasonable financial decision than getting a 24-inch base cabinet. And for, for cooking large meals, especially where today's dishwashers are so efficient, they do take a little while to run. Speaking of dish, Jess, like the Fisher and Paykel dish drawer is great even in a very small guest suite where maybe you only have a six-foot counter and you want to have an undercounter refrigerator. Maybe you want to have built-in coffee, a speed oven, and a dish drawer, right? Like you could Mm -hmm. essentially have a whole kitchen. Absolutely. Whether it's for a studio, Katie, like you have, I think we need to think beyond the box of the kitchen. Like let's think outside that room for a second, because even if you're doing a guest villa with so much Mm -hmm. space, you know, there's really a high level of luxury to incorporating appliances to different parts of the home. That's so important. I think especially depending on where, what season you're traveling, if you're traveling with kids who are getting dirty, running around outside, having a really high efficiency and easy to operate washer dryer that's also not gnarly because it's been used too much is key. Maybe even having more than one, similar to the dishwasher. You know, dishwasher might be for entertaining and having an extra washing machine for large family loads. I even love putting like a small, like slimline 18 inch dishwasher inside of a bar area that's Mm. not maybe not in the kitchen, but be in a media space that's in a different part of the house. You know, putting a little dishwasher, a beverage center, maybe a coffee station and like a wine dispenser. There's so many different like experiences that can be created and improved, too. Oh, yeah. When I did um, a month in in Rome in June, basically living from there, working from there for a month. And I noticed, because it's Europe, every Airbnb listing that I saw, all the Americans had something to say about the air conditioning. It's something that really comes up, I think, when you're traveling and with young kids or not, if anybody has allergies, that's definitely something that can ruin your rating. If people are complaining about the noise or mold, things that actually are not super sexy topics, but can actually really drive a customer's experience. And can be handled in advance with technology, you know, dehumidifier, for example, really kind of boring appliance, <laughs> but it can improve the guest experience if you're living in a climate that requires it. No, that absolutely matters. That is something that I absolutely look for, especially when traveling in warm weather months. Mm-hmm. With COVID too, I think that these, those kinds of health focused features, so air filters, air purifiers, all these kind of things that work to increase our, our health and safety well-being inside is something that ears perk up when they see. There has been this renewed focus on sanitization, you know, in the wake of the pandemic and especially when traveling. I think people's sensitivity to, to germs and to viruses is heightened. 
you're the one who owns the property, your income can really be determined by a lot of the reviews that people post. If they feel unsafe or if they feel like more could be done or if something isn't working properly, that all can actually impact your bottom line. Even if it's, you know, something as simple as a photo that doesn't seem quite accurate, like those reviews really tend to matter and they'll drive your listing up or down. Speaking of reviews and, and photography and what gets people to click, um, I mentioned earlier being pretty impersonal definitely helps. We don't need to see anybody's personal photos, either in the listing itself or in the actual home itself. People like their vacation. Can you define personal? Because we've been, we've been talking for the last several minutes about personalizing your appliance package and making it amazing. What does that mean? So if you're sticking, we'll talk about the high-end short-term rental, right? If, if you'd like to appeal to guests who are choosing between your property and a high-end hotel, you want to make them feel like they're staying in a hotel. You don't want to make them feel like they're staying at a friend's house. So while those choices feel personal to us because we're, we're in the industry and we know the difference between these different brands, like appliance brands, for example, or fabric and furnishings or more, you know, where my comfort zone is, I might know what I like in those senses, but the end user, the guest does not necessarily care what I like. They care about the overall experience and the ease of use and feeling comfortable and feeling like they're having a luxurious experience. That's my opinion why Scandinavian design is so popular. It's, and I actually am Scandinavian, and I think having that blank slate actually allows people to kind of project onto the space what they want. It feels a little cleaner. It feels a little bit like there's just less stuff around. There's a sense of, I, I left my house to have a little bit of, of luxury, whether that's in a hotel or a short-term rental. You know, I think it's a great idea to draw experiences from the different vacations that you've been on and resorts that you've visited. I think about that a lot when we talk about outdoor living and we have a whole episode dedicated to that later. But a grill or a fire pit or some of these extra luxuries can help drive additional revenue. Getting people to spend time, you know, in the great outdoors is really special and healthy. And whether that's adding a fire pit or you know, if you're on a ski vacation and you want to access to like a heated pool or a hot tub or, you know, any of those additional luxuries. I think Ikea definitely has driven some of it. Ikea has made that kind of minimalistic style really palatable to a lot of people. I think the trick is always as the homeowner, the property owner, it's finding that balance. So if I know that I'm going to be renting out my unit at the bottom price point, then I have to be okay with with Ikea furniture getting used and abused and perhaps getting it replaced really frequently. If I'm at the top level, I might not opt for that because my guests are going to be expecting something that's a little more high quality. One way around this, and I think my first piece of advice is everything's going to get ruined anyway. <laughs> Things are going to get destroyed. There's going to be wear and tear. There's going to be pets or kids that are unexpected. Um, there are a few different ways to sort of like mitigate that. One is just accepting it, right? Acceptance is the answer. And second of all, you can be preventative. So, you know, encouraging security deposits, for example, vacation rental insurance, taking some preventative action so that even if you do opt for those really expensive furnishings and they do get damaged, you don't feel like you need to outfit your high-end rental in something of lesser quality. So just like opting for products and finishes that are easy to clean, you know, countertops that are unlikely to get stained you can you can pick a finish that's going to be durable and attractive just as attractive as you know some of the other high-end finishes that can get 
sustained or damaged over time. Looking at durability of everything is super important. Absolutely. And I think it, even even with that, it goes back to the context. If you have a rental that's in the middle of Miami Beach, which is where I used to live, and you're surrounded by amazing restaurants and you have a very limited footprint to work with, uh, for me, I would have, uh, you know, I would opt for like a high-end coffee maker, definitely washer dryer, excellent dishwasher. I don't know that I necessarily would need the chef's kitchen the way I would if I were vacationing on the Cape and we're miles away from any good restaurants and there with a huge family. So it's really like, what's my context? Are people coming to the town in which my rental exists because they are looking to go out to dinner? Or are we located in the mountains with no restaurant for miles and they really need and want to have that kind of culinary experience held at home? It also determines too, how much time are they spending in the house or the apartment or the rental versus out and about? So it always comes down to context for me. Do you think it makes sense to to draw inspiration to potentially, you know, look to the surroundings in the community and pull a couple of tasteful definitely. You know, bits and, and Yeah, definitely. I think a fully truly Scandinavian unit is gonna look really out of place in say a Victorian home, right? In central Vermont. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not gonna work, right? And people are not necessarily going there for that. It's more like the Scandi ethos of keeping things clean. And I don't just mean sparkling clean, but having minimal clutter. It's kind of applying that to whatever style. That's why I keep going back to Bunny Mellon. And again, she's top of mind because, because she had so many homes and she did such an excellent job of integrating the colors that occurred naturally around her, you know, the environs of the house into her actual decor. And I think Airbnb and short-term rental owners can can do that depending on where they live. It's just more as what we've seen with social media trends and also just analyzing data from Airbnb that people tend to click on those really clean looking photographs. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely do. There's something, it's, it's like a palette cleanser. Thank you so much, Katie. This has been an awesome conversation. Curious to learn more about the intersection of creativity and innovation? Tune in to The Design Board, a podcast created by Upspring, where they explore how design, architecture, and development shape the world around us. Hosted by Tiffany Rafi, Upspring's CEO and co-founder, alongside Caroline Saba and Susan Fernandez. Each episode invites dynamic voices within the design community to chat about everything from tools and strategies to building your own business, to the trends shaping the way we experience spaces. You can tune in to the design board on the Surround Podcast Network on surroundpodcasts.com. You know, I think as a homes editor, Katie gives a really great perspective on the various designs and trends in Airbnb and short-term rental properties. So we wanted to dig even deeper and share with you a conversation with one of our favorite designers, who's an expert in curating beautiful guest experiences and beautiful vacation getaways. So we're really excited to introduce Christine Bridger. Christine Bridger owns a cottage renovation and rental company in Western Michigan called Company and Cottage. She's graduated with a design degree from CCS in Detroit. And after a very successful 20 year advertising career, she and her husband Gabe started renovating cottages full time and most recently opened Isabel's Market in Eatery. 
Over the years, their amazing renovations have been featured in national magazines, used by multiple brands to conduct commercial shoots, and are successful short-term rentals on both Airbnb and VRBO. Welcome, Christine. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So Mike, listen, I got it got started in the rental business pre-pandemic. And we've had many people very interested in how they can get started on them on their own. I would say the way we got started was just finding old cottages that were dilapidated, almost on the verge of being condemned, and giving them a, a major refresh. And not just a refresh, I shouldn't make it seem like it was a weekend project. We actually spent between three and six months really making sure that we brought these back to tip-top shape and turn them into luxury properties. We specifically chose Western Michigan because it's close enough for folks from Chicago and surrounding areas to do weekend trips. And my husband and I both spent some of our childhood going there. In terms of where we advertise our rental properties, we primarily focus on Airbnb and VRBO. However, we have a decent social presence and get a lot of interesting leads from folks who have stayed with us who might want to share it with friends or family who would be looking for our weekend trip. We also have gotten some really great local and national press and, and always great word of mouth, which is very important in the rental business because that can either work really well for you or really damage your business. How do you source appliances? In what do you prioritize? Is it aesthetics? Is it durability? Can you speak to that a little bit? We are looking for both features and appliances that are tried and true, are designed by reputable brands, have really great reviews. But a lot of it is trying them out firsthand for yourself. We're looking for appliances that have luxury features that are very easy to justify when you factor on the amount that you're getting per night for these luxury properties. But we're also looking for things that are going to make people's experiences more enjoyable. So what are some more automated features that something might have over another model? Or for example, we have a rental audience that's very into coffee or coffee connoisseurs. They always want to know what high-end coffee machines we have. A lot of these people that are coming from the city to have more of a farm Western Michigan experience are looking for that luxury culinary opportunity. So they want to make sure that we have six burner ovens with maybe a grill or a griddle feature. We've had people inquire about our washer and dryer functionality. They want to be able to monitor the loads while they're out and about traveling and exploring around or People have been excited about our fridge that allows them to watch TV on or stream music on. It sounds like they're looking for not only premium features, but technology as well, smart appliance features. Kind of a cool thing for people. It's kind of inspirational for folks that go on vacation. They meet a different appliance and, and potentially decide to replicate that experience in their own home. You mentioned something about like a, a guest book on the refrigerator. Sure. Uh, you're exactly right. The renters do not have to use all of the features on the appliances. However, they get so intrigued and interested that they start clicking around and trying to see, oh my gosh, I can see inside the refrigerator. I can pull up recipes. I can watch TV. I can stream music. Or kids get in there and start you know, using the drawing um, app to draw pictures and it almost acts as a modern day guest book, which is so fun just to see that people are really taking it all in and experiencing 
every little, you know, nook and cranny and square inch of, of the space that we've created. I'm assuming you can potentially charge higher rates if you have luxury appliances. Does it benefit you in any way? Initially, we had our prices a little bit lower because we were testing the market and we kept raising them. And over a course of three years, we were able to increase our pricing by 200%. And the reason being is we realized that with the you know, luxury experiences and amenities that we had, we were actually getting the same rates as some properties that were on waterfront or maybe slept you know, two times as many people just because people just absolutely loved this higher end, you know, fully immersive experience that we were able to create. A lot of it coming from our appliances and this innovation that we built into our properties. So the other thing that I'll say is it's not even just about being able to prove the return on investment very easily within the first couple of months. Not everyone's aware of this, but Airbnb has a program, a Lux program. It's only a handful of properties that, you know, meet requirements that they have that are able to live on another level within the Airbnb system. So you actually have an individual from Airbnb come out to your property, make sure it, you know, is up to snuff. They end up doing their own photography and, and all of that. And it just allows you to tap into that higher end renter market. I do believe it's helped us reach Superhost as well because we get really great reviews often tied to our amenities and, and appliances that we make available to renters. So absolutely worth the investment and we will continue to make that a priority in any of our future renovations. Christine, can you talk a little bit about how photography has impacted your relationship with the various platforms? Sure. Well, I would say that outside of having a beautiful home, photography is the most important aspect of having a successful rental. You know, it's the only way that people are able to envision the experience that they're about to have or to justify the cost of that rental. I've had renters tell us that prior to choosing our home or our cottage, they're looking at every single room, zooming in, you know, seeing what kind of coffee machine we have or, you know, admiring some of our design decisions and, and aesthetics. And so if you don't have the entire space looking beautiful and cohesive and then photographed, I always think magazine quality, you're really missing an opportunity of enticing people and considering your property over another. The rental pool is just absolutely huge. So you got to stand out in a positive way. The pandemic has changed the way that people are not only traveling, but cooking at home and having those stronger desires for those culinary experiences. And um, one of the things that we have noticed specifically in our area is that people are going out collecting all kinds of interesting foods and, and wines and things they haven't tried before and bringing them home and having a lot of fun being able to experience that firsthand and, and be a little bit more experiential. The other thing is I think that there's a, an interest in more of a slower pace to enjoy food, which is, it's been wonderful for, for us because we already have created those more farmhouse experiences that have, you know, three plus acres, give people lots of room to roam. How do you decide with each property? I did poke around on your website and each property has its own aesthetic and is very unique. Well, I start with mood boards. 
because um, I'm trying to think about the full experience holistically. And I, I typically am not starting with the appliances, but I'm starting with the entire vibe, look and feel, if you will, for, for each property. You may have noticed we have a farmhouse, we have a coastal cottage, a restored barn. And so all of those feel different. So for example, our cooking hearth is actually in our barn because it allows us to do more what we call rustic cooking. And so because of that, we've picked more unique appliances to, to fit that space. When it comes to more of a coastal property, we're looking for something that is a little bit more streamlined or a little bit simpler, a little bit more understated because there's a lot going on with the views of the water and a lot of other cottage details. And then with a the farmhouse, for example, one of the colors that we really leaned into was red. It backs up to an apple orchard. So we pulled inspiration from that. And knowing that that was an important element of our palette, we even changed the knobs of our, our oven to be red to complement it as well. So we're thinking about any inspiration we can pull from and then bringing it through to the appliance level. I would love to hear if there have been any epic fails with appliances that you've chosen, experiences with renters, for example, that would you know, discourage you from using a specific appliance or type of appliance in the future? Well, with all of our projects, there are always some epic fails that we try not to repeat. When it comes to renters, it's hard to predict all of the things that could go wrong, right? So one of the things that we have continuously had challenges with is we have a this beautiful Blue Star oven in one of our properties that I was so excited. I mentioned the red knobs. And I took customization to a whole nother level when I put on these French doors that open differently instead of the single pull-down door that most people are familiar with. We have tried everything, but renters cannot seem to close it properly. And so they end up getting damaged and they won't shut as well. And while we've been able to fix them, it just continues to be an ongoing issue. So I'm not sure that I personally will go and do the French door oven selection again. However, if you have better instructional signage, you may not have that issue. The other thing is I would just say in general is renters can be just really hard on appliances. They do a lot of slamming. We have this awesome dishwasher that I love so much. It has this little arm that pushes out after each cycle and allows the dishwasher to vent. And this is really great for renters because if they're out and about, you know, they're not necessarily around to open the actual dishwasher. However, because they aren't used to this little arm, some have slammed it shut or pulled it off because they thought it was broken. So it's really important yeah. to look for appliances that have, you know, intuitive controls. Something where someone can look at a control panel and ideally press a couple of buttons and it'll do what they expect it to do. But also look for products that, one, are built reliably and two, ones that you're going to be able to have service support for should you need the extra help. Exactly. And I will say this too, making sure you're buying from a reputable company is really important because if you need service or parts, it's going to come in very, very handy. I have tried to cut some costs and order things off of Craigslist, you know, or done other stupid things like that in the past. And ultimately, once it breaks, that, that's it. You're stuck with it broken and there's really no way to easily repair it. 
It's not just about pretty finishes and mood boards. Beyond that, you're looking at the region and what people do in the region, and you're ultimately looking to enhance what it's like to go on vacation in Western Michigan. That's awesome. You're absolutely right. People are looking for those more unique experiences, and they are looking for different ways to connect. I think that our marketing background has has helped us immensely. But I think even if you don't have a marketing background, you're, you're a human, we're all human. And so, you know, just being able to think about what you would expect or enjoy if you were visiting a new area, what would you dream up? What would be something that you could create that would differentiate your experience from others? And I think also being able to tell that story, talk to people in the listing about all the things that they can do or get them excited about using the, we have a 20 person long farm table that's outside, you know, backed up against the apple orchard. So talk to them about, you know, doing an outdoor dinner with friends and family and baking an apple pie with the apples that they picked off the trees, you know, that creates an experience that people get really excited about. And that's where, you know, having the right appliances to bring those experiences to life. I can't explain enough how important it is to invest up front because there's just hundreds of ways that you're getting that return on investment across the board and some of the things that we've already mentioned. What an interesting conversation. Now it's time for our key takeaways. One, shopping for appliances for an investment property can be easy and fun. Think beyond the kitchen. Adding an under-counter refrigerator or coffee station will bring comfort and luxury. And you can draw inspiration from your favorite resorts to build in amenities to delight guests. The more creative, the better. Two, when picking out appliances, look for products built to last with intuitive controls and beautiful aesthetics. Consider placing appliances creatively throughout the home to make life easier. A microwave drawer in a TV room or an outdoor refrigerator for cold refreshments adds luxury and convenience. Three, it's easy to save when purchasing high quality appliances for an investment property. Shop packages to bundle and save, check out the outlet center, and potentially add warranties, which can save you a lot of money in the long run to cover service costs. Four, follow us at ajmadison.com for the latest ideas and inspiration. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you follow the show so you never miss an episode. AJ Madison is part of the Surround Podcast Network. Check out our show notes and discover other architecture and design shows at surroundpodcasts.com. That's podcasts with an S.